Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? The Galactic Dads Podcast, a podcast by Geeky Dads, talking about all things geek, dad life, I am the father, and beyond. Language. Alright everybody, welcome to episode 103 of the Galactic Dads Podcast. Of course, we are your dad destination for all things geek, dad life, and beyond. That can include bits of dad advice for any of your daddy issues. Of course, we talk comics, video games, TV shows, movies, and anything else that's basically pop culture related or things that a dad does. Whatever pops into our crazy little heads. I mean, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. But it's part of the culture. For so, sure. There you for go. Sure. Uh, today, that's going to include our... Um, Holiday recap, New Year's plans that we would have just done as it is after 2023, mm-hmm. which feels weird to say, but here we are again. Uh, and then uh, we're going to have a nice opinion section. We're going we're gonna to cover the topic that I think is going around quite a lot lately, and that is superhero movie fatigue. Is yeah. it real? Like, what's going on with that? And, of course, we're going to talk about it um, because we have some thoughts. We have thoughts. They matter. It's time to have the talk. It is. Let's... Son, sit Let's down. Let's have the talk. We're going to have the talk. <laughs> uh, but then we'll also cover uh, the uh, the video game that I have been playing. Of course, you know, Laser Eric over there is always on to video games. Uh, but I feel like I'm getting ahead of myself. Word. I know. It's just been so long. I, I forgot how to do that's this. That's okay. Everybody bear with us. We're, uh, we're a little rusty, but that's okay. It feels good to be <laughs> glad back. Glad you're here, and I'm glad I'm here, too. Yeah, me too. All right. So anyway, I am B. I am always here on almost all of these shows. It feels so good to be back. And uh, today, as you know, I am joined by Laser Eric. Yes, sir. How have you been, man? I've been wonderful. How about you? I have been busy. Yes. Busy. There's a a lot of stuff going on outside of the show uh, that has been, for lack of a better term, interfering. 2023 was a year. I was actually talking to my mother about this earlier today. 2023 was a year of significant changes, and it just felt like there was always something. Yeah, I I had a lot of changes. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, we, we will talk about that in the Daddy Issues segment. Um, but if you guys want to follow us on the show, you can, of course, subscribe to us on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to. Could that be this one that you're streaming right now or any of the major ones? We're talking Apple, Spotify, so on and so forth. If you listen to it, we are on there. Absolutely. And you can also find us on social media at Galactic Dads wherever you look. That's true. There's too many social media platforms at this point to keep yeah, track. It's it, ridiculous. If it's there, it's there. It's fine. Yep. Um, yeah, but don't don't be looking for too much there because, hey, we've been busy. Work in progress. We are. Work in progress. We are, but don't worry. We are coming back because I have rearranged some things to make this a much bigger priority of my life because I discovered I need this show. Yeah. I need it bad. Yeah. So here we are, and we are back. But with all that stuff behind us, let's talk about what's ahead of us. Um, coming up this year, uh, we are looking to have a couple more creator interviews. Um, hopefully, I've, I've got some stuff down the pipe. I won't name anything yet because I don't want to overpromise. You know how things go. Uh, but we should have some creator interviews along the way. And, of course, with uh, the holidays over and we're in the middle of winter now, so winter has come. Yep. But uh, I don't see any dragons yet. Not yet. You never know. Not yet. But as soon as it starts to get warmer out, 
think we're going to get that Galactic Dad's BBQ page going again. Yeah, we're going to get to work on that, and uh, I have been admittedly lazy. Um, there are going to be some changes in the barbecue world for myself. Yeah. Um, okay. I, yeah, that's yeah. actually a daddy issue that we'll be hitting um, because, it, you know, you, you come to a point in any kind of hobby that you have where you have to start updating your equipment. You know, luckily I'm not a golfer. So yeah, that makes it better. Spend two thousand dollars on irons, but there comes time to upgrade equipment and make a few changes, and uh, you know, follow us. We'll be along for the ride. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, And then uh, you know what? Normally we do what we like to call the beers of the week, Mm -hmm. but it is January. It's very common for a lot of people these days to take uh, January off from the drinking. If you guys are longtime listeners of the show, you know that I participate in every once in a while. I do dry months. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, just give yourself a little rest, a little reset. And uh, sometimes it's like court ordered. Not important. <laughs> not important. But, uh, yeah, so there is no beers of the week this episode. Nope. Which is okay because we have plenty of other stuff to do. So let's not keep you guys waiting. Let's jump into these daddy issues and we can all have some fun. Let's get to work. Yes, it is. That transition music hasn't been working the last couple of times we recorded, which were episodes that never actually got published. Right. Because I was just so done with them that uh, it's nice to hear it again, you know? It is. It is. The head bob is real. Yeah, it's it's good. Yes. Uh, for those of you listening, you'll notice that uh, we aren't mentioning the live YouTube stream this evening uh, because... Honestly, that was a little difficult to set up, and I was running into technical issues with it. I said, you know, I'm not going to let anything waste time here. Let's just get the show recorded. Yeah, I think I think we're both of the opinion right now that getting the show recorded and getting the show up is more, you know, more important. Let's let's keep it simple. Yeah, let's, let's keep it simple. Let's do go. The, do the important stuff right, and uh, we'll bring the cool, you know, the videos and the live streams and everything. We'll bring them back. Indeed. They're, they're going to be back. Don't you worry about that. But let's let's do one thing at a time yeah. and yep. get it right and good. Let's get something done. Exactly. Let's do that. <laughs> and uh, getting things done, that's a daddy issue in itself. Ain't that the truth. That is. That is. So, uh, you know, I'm going to let you run with this one. Because you, right, cool. you were ready to talk about the holidays and, and everything. And you were just talking about equipment that you wanted to delve into daddy issues with. So, you know, take it away. I'll tell you what, man. It's funny because my entire life you know, my entire professional life and career and everything, I've always been working pretty heavily during the holiday season. Um, You know, I have a retail background, and then even in the car business, it's busy. Um, This year, you know, my job kind of goes quiet about mid-December, and uh, we don't have a whole lot going on until after the first of the year. So I had a couple of weeks to, yeah, to de-res and you know, do some stuff, and, you know, it was nice. Uh, My wife was not in the full retail throws either. That's good. Um, she did agree to help a friend of ours that runs a purse shop uh, on the weekends. You know, you know what though, like that—that that is a, that's a pretty clear indicator of somebody with severe retail service PTSD. That when the <laughs> holidays come, they're like, I have to go help someone. 
who is in that space. So I will I will cheer my wife on for this. Um, she she was helping a friend. She was doing a good deed. Um, <laughs> it it benefited us in certain ways. For one thing, you know, you can never have too much money. So a little bit extra never hurts, especially around That's the holidays, true. dude. Um, but also, you know, she worked at a at a Kate Spade store. And um, we were able to knock out a lot of Christmas shopping at Kate Spade let's get on that the, let's discount. Get, let's get the discount, baby. Yeah, yeah. that discount is all good, baby. I like it. Yeah. I like yeah, it. Good for her. Good. So good for her. She survived. I don't think she'll do it again. I think she's done. But uh, And that's until next year. Y- yeah, right. she'll change her mind around Thanksgiving. and do. It's like childbirth. Doing. You know, it's horrible <laughs> in the moment. But then later on, sometimes you're like, we should have another kid. Yeah. yeah. Have yeah. you got to that point yet? Yeah, no, I haven't. I did, I like, oh. earlier this year. I was like, you know, I could go for number three. I mean, medically, I can't. Right. So it's cool. That's good. I, that- I also like that we're talking about this, like, we're the ones giving birth. Right. But I, I'm also talking about this in, in the recollection of when my wife did want another child. I was like, <laughs> I, I specifically recall how not fun it was for you. I'm down to practice all day, but yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> Show your work. Yeah. Anyway, move on. But yeah, no, Christmas was good. Um, the boys had a lot of fun. Um, you know, the staff had a great time. We, we had a lot of good family time, got to do a lot of things. We all had the week between Christmas and New Year's off together. So that was nice. I'm sorry. You guys uh, survived though? Yeah, we did I say okay. I say that, you know, very sarcastically because yeah. same. Over here, like we all had that long stretch of time together, which was new for did, me. Did you feel like getting back to getting back to work and everything was kind of a vacation from the vacation a little bit? I one hundred percent was bummed that I had to take the extra day yesterday before returning. <laughs> it's like, man, come on! I'm so like, I love you guys. Obviously, love right. the family, love right. them so much. But yeah, man, once you get out of like that groove. Like, there's, like, this weird funk or, like, I'd almost call it depression. Like, you feel useless. Dude, I went 10 days. For, I didn't even know what day it was, Exactly. Man. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> My wife was like, I have to go back to work tomorrow. And I was like, what day is it? But is it's it, Thursday. Is it, is it <laughs> so it's Tuesday? Wednesday. Okay. Right. And, and right. now we're on to Thursday. But you're right, man. There were days I had no idea. I was like, when, when are, are we supposed to leave the house today? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, unbelievable, unbelievable. But uh, but no, like I said, it was good. Um, the boys had a great time. You know, they got they got the gifts they wanted and all that stuff. Nice. Uh, the boys, we bought the boys together a MetaQuest. And, uh, that's dope. So, Ask yeah. them if I can come over and play. Oh, yeah, you can. Yeah. I hey, mean, I paid for it. So kids, get off. Take take off the headset. I'm, we're going to download a scary game and watch Uncle B die <laughs> in your was, living room. Dude, there was like a three-day period where one of the kids at any given moment was standing in the middle of the kitchen flailing <laughs> their arms around. It made it really hard to cook dinner, dude. Would you guys stand in the corner with that thing, okay? Right. I need you to move. But what is hilarious is I have an app on my phone that if they're playing it, I can cast what they're playing on my phone and watch it. That's fun. Which I love it because, you know, Barrett's seven. Mm -hmm. And I don't want him running across something. Like, if I catch something that doesn't seem right, I'm going to take a look. Because, you know, my older boy, he's, you know, he's a little bit more in tune with the world and all that. I think he'll he'll take care of himself on that. But but B's a little... um, you know, a little younger. Needs a little more that. guidance. Needs a little more guidance. That's fine. He's seven. That's fine. But also from a pure entertainment standpoint, you know, they're playing gorilla tag or something like that. It's it's pretty hilarious. Oh my god. 
I don't mean to jump topics, but was it you that put me on to like the world championship tag? Yeah. Was that, that was you? Me. Yeah. Sorry about that, man. I could watch that for far longer than I should admit. Those guys are out of their mind. That's I insane. don't understand how they do it. Like I'd knock my teeth out the first like time I charged under a bar at somebody. Oh yeah, man. I'd spin around and clothesline myself instantly. So it's like, it's like grown men playing tag. If you're, if you're not familiar, it's like running through a parkour slash ninja warrior kind of setup. Yeah, like an adult-sized jungle gym or something. Yeah, and they're just trying to either... Obviously, it's tag, so one evades the other. Now, I was disappointed. It's always one-on-one. Yeah. I would love for there to be like 10 kids. <laughs> or, you know, like, like 10 competitors out there. Like six on six would be. Yeah, that'd something. be cool. Yeah. Or or like if it was like a battle royale style. <laughs> Every man for themselves, a hundred people. Or like you turn all the lights out, you give them all flashlights, and they play flashlight tag on right. that course. Right. Oh, you hear ding. Like people just smoking those rails. Yeah. But anyway, so <laughs> so sorry, so sorry. Back to the gorilla tag. No, that's that's quite all right. That was that was my my piece on that is just you know watching them play gorilla tag or watching them play whatever mm-hmm. is is pretty hilarious. So as far as gifts and stuff, did did you get anything good this year? I did, I did. Um, so Steph got me a set of collapsible prep tubs for barbecue that that's, can double as cutting boards. Yeah, that's hot. And they're amazing. That sounds and great. I love them. Yeah. And I can't wait to get a bunch of giant pieces of meat and get to work. I know. Um, I know. Um, how about you? I got, uh, let's see, what did I get? Um, it, it was before Christmas, but mm-hmm. I was I was kind of revamping everything uh, as far as the studio goes and for uh, a new job. And I ended up with two 27-inch monitors. And they are pretty. Yeah, they're nice. They are pretty they're nice. And uh, a um, a new standing desk that's adjustable. So I essentially took my, my setup at the house and turned it into a three-screen monitor. Like it, I feel like I'm in the office without having to be at the office. It's a beautiful way to be. I'm quite pleased with it. Yeah. Very pleased. Yeah, it looks awesome. Like you know, like I said, the, the standing desk is a game changer too. It is because just sitting there is is miserable. Steph has a standing desk for when she works from home too, and and she's constantly up and down with it. It's yeah. it's great. Yeah, and assembling it, it's it's a lot more basic than I than I assumed, which was cool. Which I I've def- decided that most things in life are far simpler than I make them out to be in my mind. So. <laughs> I think that's the way of the world. Yeah, it must be. So at least must it's be. that way and not the opposite, right? Yes. Well, when things get complicated, it's my child's homework. But other than that. There you go. Yeah. There but, you, go. Uh, you know, for me, kids got way too much crap, uh-huh. you know, as yeah. usual. And this this is the way when you go to two extended family Christmases mm-hmm. and then two close family Christmases and then you still have Christmas morning and you're just like this the house is a wash and a sea of plastic crap oh my god yeah and I'm it, like I just went to scream <laughs> like yesterday was trash day finally and like it was a second trash day I was still just in the garage breaking down boxes I was gonna ask you that because so we like we have trash twice a week Right. Oh, good for you. We yeah, get the once a week. That worked out good, but in between the two trash days, like there was a point where in my garage I had like a dozen trash bags full of wrapping paper and other crap. Yeah. And I had to wait until trash day. And then when it was emptied, I filled it again and still had some left over. Yep. 
I think we're almost to the point where we've got the garage back. Yeah, I'm almost, almost back to normal. That's I'm good. I'm almost back to normal, so it's good. Uh, this year for the kids, though, we like I tried to keep it smaller. Mm-hmm. You know, so my daughter got a guitar. Mm-hmm. That's and, awesome. And because she loves Taylor Swift now, she's, you know, <laughs> of the younger Taylor Swift fan age. Um, she was super excited about that. And then because she got a guitar, I wanted one. So yeah. I got a guitar, and now we're learning to play it together. Which That's is, awesome. You know, which is cool. And she, for the most part, is into it for about, like, 15 minutes. And then it's, Dad, my fingers hurt. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so she walks away, and I'm still playing. But, yep. you know. Um so that's cool. At least we picked up like a new. Yeah, it's a new hobby. Yeah, and, you new know, thing we can do can together. And, and she'll get over the fingers hurting before too long. Yeah, it didn't last that long for me. It was about yeah. like three days. On yeah. day three, I was like, hey, I've got calluses forming. Mm-hmm. All right. Armor. <laughs> yes, and they will be there for the rest of your life. Well, so. that's okay. Yep. Uh, so then other than that, you know, New Year's was pretty chill. Did you make it to midnight? I did. I did, and uh, I'm ashamed to tell you how I accomplished that. You took a nap earlier in the day? No, no. The wife and I were both up, and we were both fine, and the kids fell asleep at 11, so they watched the ball drop in Times Square. Cool. uh, And then they went to bed, and I just continued watching episodes of The Crown with my wife. Nice. Nice. And uh, probably uh, beverages were had, probably too many. But it was the last of the year, so yep. we had to clean out the house. Yep, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And well, then uh, we job. were we were both asleep by like twelve thirty. Yep, and oh. uh, <laughs> nothing exciting has happened since. Although no. it was like pew pew years eve out here, the neighbors were just firing it away, man. I imagine that you've got a good, healthy amount of, you know, pew, simulated pew. combat going on on New Year's. Like, this is Moscow Millistan. Yeah, this Moscow Mills, not Moscow. Yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, it was saying. It was a little wild out here. I was like, cool, this is fun. Yeah, this, this is, is fun. fun. Did the so, dog freak out? Oh, she didn't come out of the bathroom yeah. since, like, I think 4 p.m. when the first firework went off. Oh, my God. Yeah. 4 p.m. Good yeah. Lord. Don't you yeah, have some, anything else to do? I guess not. Oh, Jesus. But, um, yeah. So, it, it was lively out in my hood, but everyone's everyone's alive and well. Well, that's the important part. And we are into the new year. And the yep. kids, let me tell you, the kids have gone back to school. Yes. 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 Yeah. Like, nobody, nobody I guess people did talk about it, but before you had kids, you never listened. Man, when they go back to school, like, it took everything in me not to just drive straight to a party somewhere with other parents whose kids had also gone back to school. I'm sure someone's probably having one somewhere. Probably still right now. Yeah, I would expect so. So today was the first day your kids went back, right? Yes. My, my kiddos went back yesterday. Yes. And then the only issue I had was my youngest was, again, some type of sickness, so we had to go to the doctor. But he was much better today, so I was able to resume life as normal today. That's good. That's good. I'm glad to hear that little man is uh, is getting better. He's there. He he's, seems like he's in real good spirits today, oh, so that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah, he's he's running around giving everyone the business yep. back to his normal normal self. In fact, <laughs> he loves that song, The Business by Tiesto. Nice. Loves it. In nice. the car. Dad? Business? Business, Dad? <laughs> I was like, yes, I'm a business dad. Oh, wait, no. I know what you want. So we pull up to the mailbox just bumping it. Yep, yep. 
And he knows the words and is rocking his car seat. Don't let the neighbors ever figure you out. No, no. Keep them guessing. Keep them guessing. It was Got Taylor it. last week. It's Tiesto this week. Next yep. week we'll do, uh, I don't know, something something crazy. Yeah, yeah. Barrett has taken a shine too, and I am i don't know if I'm ashamed of this or not, but it's, it's kind of funny. Um, he's taken a shine to the song Hotel Lobby by Quavo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he should not be... Like he should not like that song. He's seven, and that song is really inappropriate. But it was on satellite radio, and I didn't change it. And then I hear, Dad, what's the name of this song? And then he read it, Hotel Lobby. I like this song. Like, Great. Oh, 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 it's got a good. good beat. He's like, I like the lyrics. I'm like, I hope you don't. <laughs> I don't need you repeating any of that stuff. Like, we're gonna go ahead and change it now. <laughs> so is this uh, anybody in the last year and a half? probably two years now, they're very familiar with uh, WAP mm-hmm. by Cardi B, right? Which is an acronym for what ass around here. Mm. Yeah. And then um, there's a song that came out by, was it Jay? Now I keep thinking Jay Farrow, the outstandingly hilarious comedian who does all the impressions. But it's like, oh, hell. I don't even know. But it's called WAP, but it's W-O-P. It's by yeah. Jay Dash. That's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And that's a that's a club banger. Like that's oh, just sure. a good Friday night song. There's nothing crazy about it. It's got this like very catchy hook and beat. And it's you know, and I accidentally played it in the car while I was driving <laughs> my daughter, my son, and my niece, who is um, Matt's daughter, mm-hmm. back home from like the trampoline park. And sure, it was like a, a sleepover thing. And I was like, let's pick up pizza, and then we'll go like we'll listen to some tunes and, and my search history. I, something started with a J, and then or oh, I searched Wonderland by Taylor Swift for okay. my daughter. Yeah, and then on the search history, the third option that came up was WAP by J Dash. Okay, and I was like, oh yeah, we're playing that, kids. <laughs> like you're you're going back in time with dad right now. Yep, and they loved it, loved it. <laughs> my three year old's in his car seat going WAP WAP WAP. Nice. And, and I was like, uh, I should probably tell Matt that if his daughter comes in requesting to listen to WAP. That it's it's not it's not, not the, the most recent thinks. one, yeah. Yeah, Uncle B, let me listen to it in the car. Yeah, hey man, <laughs> I can see Matt's face getting red from here, and he's not even here. <laughs> that would not go well. <laughs> I would be too. I'd be like, the hell are you listening to? Yeah, right. That'd be great. But anyway, so you know that's fun. Yeah, yeah. We we made it to midnight. Also, uh, kids made it. We were over at a friend of ours' house playing some board games and, you know, doing a puzzle, watching. We watched the ball drop in Times Square, and then, you know, ironically you mentioned Cardi B because Megan the Stallion played mm. afterward, and we were all sitting there trying to figure out what she has to do with, you know, New Year's. I mean, if you have to censor two-thirds of the song, why are you playing it on network TV? But that's just my opinion. I do wonder that. When there's yes. some songs that need to be heavily censored, just – Pick a different song. Yeah, just pick another song. There's a lot of music out there, dude. It's fine. It's like a ton of it. Yeah. Did you check out, uh, I know the ball drop ones for ABC and Fox? I don't don't know. I don't know either. But CBS did the Nashville Rockin' New Year's Eve. I I saw the Nashville one. We didn't watch that one. Yeah. Uh, We watched the Times Square one, which I don't. Which Planet Fitness, by the way, spends a lot of money on every year. Yeah, they do. Because. They are about those balls dropping. In case you're wondering where your ten bucks a month is going to, it's going to hats, fitness, hats for revelers. Yeah, yeah, buddy. But uh, I don't know it. 
I don't really get a whole lot out of the New Year's, like the shows and stuff like that. And I was I was reading some things and watching some interviews and stuff about Times Square and how you've got to get there at like five in the morning. Yeah, I'm not. I'm like, just no, not interested. I'm good, man. Like I'm gonna hang out at my house or someone else's house. I'm gonna have a couple beers, and we made some killer appetizers. I made some homemade like buffalo chicken pizza yeah. roll yeah 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 keep talking awesome it's yeah, hot and uh yeah mm-hmm. i mean you know we made i made a bunch of bang bang shrimp on the blackstone and um yeah you know we just we ate our way into the next year it's all good and know. and here we are now exactly. making all sorts of promises to ourselves that we're gonna let it go <laughs> yeah what is it is it the 15th of january that's the the day where everybody gives up on their resolutions yeah. or? i uh i didn't make any this year i didn't either so, like, I'm not going to give up on anything. The only thing that I think is probably going to stick is just the dry January thing. Mm-hmm. But then on February 1st, like. Yeah, you're going to make up. I'm probably going to make cool. up some time, yeah. Cool. Well, you got the Super Bowl right around the corner at that point. True Even if story. you don't like football, you're going to drink at the Super Bowl. Dude, you know what's really cool is my wife likes football. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about this briefly uh, on the episode that did not air. But because of the whole Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey thing. Yes. They're, like, the NFL just got an entire new demographic a fan oh yeah it's it's amazing actually so i listened to the the new heights podcast which is travis kelsey and, and his, his brother, brother which and, by the way hilarious oh those guys are amazing and i i've been a jason kelsey fan for a long time because he's an eagle i love the eagles there you go by the way they got a real shot this year uh i don't okay. think we have time for me to gripe about that right now but. okay well i think they're doing better than the chiefs this year uh no. slightly no. but Mm-mm. yeah um but no they're number one yeah they're hilarious number two they do a lot of segments where they answer questions yes and things like that and a lot of the questions over the past few months have been swifties trying to learn more about football i like it and I've, i think it's pretty awesome i mean anytime you can introduce a new group of people to something you know if you don't like it you don't like it that's cool but hey you might find something else that really entertains you i do think you know it's got to be really hard for people who have never watched football mm-hmm. to watch like a really big play and not get excited right yeah you know, it's it's not like baseball no so like big play in baseball somebody might turn a double right two outs you know whatever a home run if they can't get a home run it's probably not that exciting Right, which is like a, this big. That's why the MLB is trying to speed up the game. Yes, but it when it comes to football, I mean, come on, man. The big plays are exciting. It's so exciting. Very exciting. So exciting. Uh, the only caveat to that, I think, is when there's two minutes left, and you're like, "Cool, the game's gonna be over," but both teams have all their timeouts. And you're like, "How did two minutes turn into an hour?" Oh like, yeah, that kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. Like that, I get. But uh, I think it's it's gotta be. It's like hockey. Like mm-hmm. if you sit down and watch hockey, you're like, dude, this is this is pretty entertaining. Oh yeah. So like, I I think it's good for that like new group to see it. And be like, check this out. What yeah. was that? Why didn't he throw the ball? Like, what's well, the running play? And moving on into like the breaking down the game. Which, by the way, everything I know about football, I learned from Madden '04. Okay, mm-hmm. like that was the year. Yep. I get that. Mm-hmm. Michael Vick was the cheat code. That's right. And, uh, yeah, you know, he was the him, cheat code, man. Yeah, it was amazing. But uh, we, um, I watch a lot of football. Um, Logan loves sports, so That's we're good. watching sports all the time. Actually, it's funny you mentioned the two-minute thing because we watch Monday Night Football every, night, um, every yeah. Monday. And his bedtime is 10 o'clock. 
Monday night football usually ends around 10, 15, but he'll always ask me to stay up till the end of the game. And that's a hard one to say no to. Oh, I always say yes. But there was one night he's like, there's only two minutes left in the game. Like, buddy, that two minutes is going to be like 25. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're good. Like you're good, but you're you're not fooling me by any means. I'm not impressed. No, we're not stopping at McDonald's on the way after the game. (laughs) We're already home. Right. But, uh, no, it's it's very entertaining to watch. I, I love the fact that you're getting a new fan base out of it. I think it's great. Um, I, I think it's fantastic. You know, it, it, anytime you can introduce somebody to something new, that was what the MCU did. Yeah. Look at how many new Marvel fans there are because of the MCU, which we'll, you know, we'll get deeper into that later. But that's, I mean, that's the beautiful thing. Anytime you can add new fans to something, it's great. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the goal, right, of yeah. all things that exist. How do we keep this going? Absolutely. So do you think that Travis Kelsey gets a commission on the TV rights? Oh, he man, he should. Probably not. He should, though. Yeah. He should. And if he's only doing this just to up uh, viewings and ticket sales, I think good for him. <laughs> but uh, I, don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not one here to comment on a super celebrity relationship because yep. personally, I don't care. I don't either. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you get more viewers and higher ratings and more people understand the game, I'm all for it. I don't care why you're doing it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, thing. if it's two people in love, that's awesome. If yep. not, I don't care. Yep. I don't care. Exactly. So, awesome. You know what? I think it covers it for daddy issues. Yeah, let's talk about TV. You want to do it? Yeah, I got a little bit of TV. Yeah, I could do some TV. Yeah. Let's do TV. I like TV. TV, or as I refer to it as, the great time suck. The great time suck. <laughs> the big shiny box that's always on. Mine's a big black box now. Yeah. Well, it's more of a black rectangle because they're all pretty thin. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I was actually I was watching a video of somebody installing one of those new style ones that are super super thin, and they've got the box built into the wall, so it's like right up against the drywall. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, now yeah, I want a nice. new TV. I yeah. don't need a new TV. That'll happen. But I wouldn't mind having one. I, um, you know, if we got another TV, it would be a shuffle. Mm-hmm. And that would mean my three-year-old would get a TV in his room. And while I would make comments about that, I'm pretty sure by the time my daughter was three, I had a TV in her room. <laughs> so it is what it is. We told Barrett, well, we told Logan he could have one at eight. And we're, we're doing the same thing with B. So he will get one at the end of this year when he turns eight. Very good. But the next TV in our house is going in the garage. Oh, I, I feel it. Yeah. You got to finish the garage, by the way? It is finished. Uh, oh, is it? Yeah, I just have to organize it because it looks like a refugee camp. I was going to say, I've spent some time in your garage and yeah. I couldn't. Okay. Well, yeah. you know. well, the part that you can finish is finished, I guess got you it. could say. Like the way that the house Oh, is that's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. But that's the top half sense. is drywalled and uh, we're going to... We've got a few things to do to get that organized and everything, but there will be a TV in there so that I can keep caught up on everything while I'm doing other projects. Exactly. You know what? And, and people are always like, you could just watch on your phone, which is what Jedi John does. Like Jedi John stays current with everything. B 
because he'll just watch it on his phone during like a lunch break or whatever, or, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah. Probably while he's driving, he's like catching up the latest <laughs> Star Wars show or whatever. It's stuck in traffic. So he pulls up the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> no shame. Please no don't shame. do that. Yeah. Don't do, don't, that. Do that. don't do that. Don't do that. But yeah, like there's just something to be said for having a TV in every room you're in. Mm-hmm. So you just catch up. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Absolutely. It's actually cool. Like, I don't really need one in the kitchen, but I do have to turn my back on the big TV that you can see from the living room when I'm in the kitchen, you know, to cook. So I think I might need to get, like, three more installed. Because everywhere you look, <laughs> the screen. We've got an Echo Show uh, in our kitchen. Oh, that's nice. And yeah. I can actually pull up, like, Prime Video on it. That's and, good. Uh, yeah, when when Star Trek Strange New Worlds, when season two was on, I would frequently put Strange New Worlds on the Echo while I was cooking. Yeah. And uh, it, it worked out okay. I'm not as big of a fan of watching on the small screen. Yeah, um, like I paid for that big TV. Right. I want it. Right. You know? Yeah, so, exactly. Might as well. What have you been watching on that big TV? Anyway? Uh, I'm, I'm going to be real. Um, I know that typically we focus on, you know, the, the geeky sci-fi mm-hmm. comic book related stuff, but man... I got to tell you, Reacher season two on Amazon, I just caught up last night. Is, is it good? So good. That's awesome. It's awesome, man. Okay. That dude is a walking, just mountain of a man. <laughs> and they make him very true to the character in the book, the, the Lee Child novels based on Jack Reacher. Mm-hmm. And uh, Alan, Alan Richson is, uh, are you familiar at all with the series? Somewhat, yeah. Okay. I've watched a little bit of it. I haven't caught up on anything. There is this incredibly phenomenal television show. Uh, I want to say it was on FX, but I could be wrong. Back in like the late aughts. And it was Blue Mountain State. Oh, yeah. Did you ever watch Love it? Love Blue Mountain State. Yeah. Yeah, you almost it. don't. Exp- you're like, that's not him. <laughs> that's not him. But he was He was like the, he wasn't the quarterback in that show. He was, I forgot what position he played he was a skill position player i don't yeah. remember which one he was definitely a meathead though and yes. like every stereotypical football kind of movie <laughs> motif they shoved into this character and he was hilarious uh so seeing him play it real straight and serious on reacher is just so fun to me and he does it so well because they do like i said base him very much on the character in the book unlike the tom cruise movies which by the way were not bad the Jack no. Reacher, Tom Cruise movies, I was entertained by. I thought they were fun. Yeah, I was very entertained. It was like a fun mystery. But this Reacher really is like the mountainous dude who is like borderline sociopathic. Mm-hmm. Like he really, he does not know how to break news to people. or He just says <laughs> things very matter of fact and does not feel any type of like, like, what, why would you be angry at that? Like, if you're angry, you should be angry because your friend's dead, and that makes me angry too, so we're angry together. And they're like, no, man, like, that's not how you tell someone their friend's dead. Right. Not to go backwards, but Alan Richard Richson played Thad Castle. That's in it, Blue Thad. State. Yeah, he played Thad in Blue Mountain State. Oh, such a good, yeah. like, and he is, like, this sounds weird, but he has aged very well into, like, the Jack Reacher. Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. Like I, was, role. I was just about to say that, like, as he's got older, he looks like that, you know, he looks like he would be just a king of Tom Clancy. Like if, yeah. if Tom Clancy was still making a bunch of movies and stuff, it would be like this dude would be involved. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, heavily. he is just yeah. in a different type of author's franchise. Exactly. Which by the way, John Krasinski, I think they just finished up the last season of, um, uh, Jack Ryan. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Jack Ryan. Is yeah. That right? Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Mm-hmm. I think it's finished that up on Amazon. Good too. 
But Reacher, man, it's good. I'll have to, uh, and, and, have to jump into like that. Like the main villain this season is T-1000 from Terminator 2. Nice. Robert Patrick. Nice. Two first names. I know. That's fantastic. But every time I see him, I'm like, yeah, you're probably a bad guy. I and guess what? Because remember when he played, uh, did you see Peacemaker yes. on HBO? Yes. He, he's Peacemaker's dad. <laughs> he's like the white dragon. So he's like the super powered white supremacist. <laughs> it's like, you have got to be kidding me. <laughs> I wonder if that guy realizes that he's a caricature. Absolutely. I mean, he he played one of the absolute best, most horrifying villains ever yeah. in Terminator 2. Absolutely. And terrifying. Like, yeah. I mean, it's still like, it, I watch it now and I'm like, how did I watch this as a kid? You remember my story about seeing Terminator 2 Judgment Day while I was like five, right? Yeah. 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 Mom was supposed to take me to see 101 Dalmatians. We were too late for showing. Oh, Terminator 2 is playing. Uh-huh. You guys want to see Terminator? I'm five. Like, yeah. The atomic bomb went off in that movie, and my life, like, my whole perspective on life changed. <laughs> yes. It's like, this is horrifying. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, but Robert Patrick is in uh, Reacher Season 2, and he's great. Actually, cool. everyone in that, like, first season you get to meet Reacher, and you read meet one of Reacher's buddies from, like, the police army, mm-hmm. which is essentially it was, like, special investigator in the military. And then this season, you get to meet the rest of his crew in the 110. Oh, okay. And they're all skilled and fun and and just great to watch. Nice. So if you're a Reacher fan and you haven't watched season two on Amazon, go check that out. Yeah, definitely. I will put that on the list. I'll get to work on that. Yeah. Now, moving on from that and staying on Amazon, mm-hmm. I've been watching Invincible Season 2, mm-hmm. which is the animated Invincible adaptation, and it's great. Yeah. yeah, It, that, it really is. That show's super entertaining. I love super entertaining. I love Stephen Wynn. Um, just found out that he will not be cast as the Sentry in the MCU's Thunderbolts. I just read that yesterday. Which, all right, you know, apparently he has a scheduling conflict, and if he's doing something else already, good for him. Um I don't know that I want to see the Sentry and the Thunderbolts anyway, but that's for another episode. Yeah, that we could go on for that for a while. But I do love J.K. Simmons as Omni-Man, and he is back, which is great. Sorry if that's a spoiler. He's, <laughs> he comes back later. Uh, and then, of course, we meet Alan the Alien again, and as we all know, that is Seth Rogen. Yes. And um, just There's no mistaking that Yeah, at yeah, all. That dude is an alien. Uh, <laughs> he's actually really smart. He's bringing a lot of the more obscure comics to the screen, uh, such as Invincible. He is involved in that show, obviously, but as a producer and bringing it back. Uh, Preacher, that he did over on AMC, mm-hmm. which, by the way, was very good. The Garth Ennis uh, storyline from Vertigo Comics. I watched a little bit of that. I liked that. I liked it. It was good. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, but Invincible's good. What else have I been watching? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's been a while since we've covered it, but mm-hmm. Secret Invasion. yeah. Um, I'm going to agree with the critical consensus. Yeah, I, dude, I, I watched it all. I don't know. I, I faded in and out big time on that show. Uh, yeah, I, I did. It was hard for me to be as excited about it as I was like Falcon Winter Soldier mm-hmm, you right. know, or WandaVision. 
Although WandaVision, I think, was the opposite effect. Like, those first two episodes, I was like, what are we watching here? Yeah, those first two episodes of WandaVision, I was like, if this is what we have to look forward to, I'm I going am, to be frustrated. I am out. Then the third episode dropped, and I was like, oh, I'm in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I got, obviously, super excited for the other shows. Um, but, yeah, Secret Vision, we'll talk about that a little bit more Twist in the opinion turns section. didn't do much for me on that. Um, I did start walking th- my way through What If Season 2. Yeah, I've um, got... I think two episodes in on that. I think I'm I'm about two and a half. I think I actually watched the first two, and then the third one was on. <laughs> yeah, and that gotcha. Was, you know, um, I'll go back through and give it a better college try later. What um, What do you think, though? So I love What If. I loved the What If comics when I was a kid. Oh no, the What If comics were like some of the best comics ever. They were came incredible. Out. I think I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it quite a bit. I'm trying to remember what the first two, um, what the first two episodes were. I'm pretty sure the first episode is um, what if Nebula. Yes, it's so Nebula joins the Nova Corps. The Nova Corps. That That's was right. a very cool episode. Yeah. I really enjoyed that because well, I love Nebula. Yeah, I love Nebula, and I love that they're doing things with her. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, I was a huge fan. The second one was what if Peter Quill attacked Earth? Yes. And I thought that one was cool because they're like, what if Peter Quill got his like, you know, celestial based powers and worked for his dad? What I liked about that is what made me nervous about that one is they were going to make Peter Quill a, a, like a, a villain mm-hmm. and they didn't, you know, spoiler alert, they didn't really do that. Yeah. And I liked I liked the route they went, and I liked the route that the story took. Um, the third one is Happy Hogan Saves Christmas, and I did not make it all the way through that one. Yeah, that's and okay. that's where I got. But I do like Happy. He's I love Happy. I love John Favreau. Yeah, I uh, love Happy. I mean, he's great in, um, hang on, which one is it? Spider-Man 2? No Way Home? Yeah. Yeah, it's No Way Home. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. That's Far From Home. No Way Home is the third one. Yeah, Far From Home is the second one. Yeah, Homecoming is the first. That one, yeah. yeah. Um, some of these what-ifs that are coming up, like what if the Avengers assembled in 1602? I'm excited about that one because I remember when the 1602 limited comic run came out. From Neil Gaiman? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious that one was to see good. how that's going to go. That's cool. Uh, what if Strange Supreme intervened? That could be fun. Uh, Hela finding the Ten Rings? Yeah. Oh, that one could be fun. That could be good. It could be a reach, but I... Yeah, but you know. I liked Hella. I loved Hella. Hella was yeah. so good. I was, yeah. like, bummed out that we've only seen her for just Ragnarok. Right, right. She is a, a villain that I really think could be very useful. And they could areas. bring her back around very easily. Yeah, that's so, true. They could. Yeah. I'm, I'm still working my way through... What if I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of it? I love What If as a show, just because I really like it. I really like the way that, uh, especially the first season, built like because initially you think they're just kind of like standalone What Ifs, and then at the end of the season you find out that they essentially build the What If Avengers to take on Ultron Vision with the Infinity Gauntlet, which is cool. Right. Which is just objectively cool. I love that episode. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome to watch, and they're kind of carrying that on. With season two, because Captain Carter shows yes. up a lot. Yep. And again, on board for that. Yeah, I'm good yeah. with that. Yeah. No, no problem. She's animated, great. real life. Don't care. Yep. I mean, 
obviously partial real life, but yeah, of man, course. I'll take what I can get. Of course. So off the um off the, the nerd train for a minute, I guess you could say, uh Netflix came out with their game show based off a of Squid Game. Yeah. And uh I I didn't watch this. But you're telling me good things. So I powered through it. I actually let uh, the boys watch it with me because I I haven't let them watch Squid Game. Well, that obvious reasons. For, yeah, probably for good reasons. Right. Um, you want to watch a bunch of innocent people get mowed down? <laughs> All right, come here, sit down. But they've seen the they've seen the Mr. Beast version of it or whatever on. On, on the YouTube. Yeah, on YouTube, and so I was like, "All right, we'll let you watch the game show." I uh, thought the game show was really well done. Cool. There were some reality TV aspects of it that I wasn't in love with. Is it like, here's the sob story that you get before the American Ninja Warrior runs? Uh, a or the, little bit Or the American Scott Talent story, like everybody it comes from some god-awful situation? Not so much that, more okay. so like the Survivor thing where people start making alliances. and. Oh, I got you. They had pieces of the game where, you know, if... You know, such and such answered a phone at the right time. They could choose anybody to for elimination. Oh, well, know, that's kind of fun. And stuff like, yeah, I mean, it was fun. It was a cool idea. There were a lot of twists and turns that made it entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't love the person who won, but I didn't hate them. Okay. So that was good. Uh, they did introduce they did introduce a version, like a, a battleship. Okay, with yeah. With the players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep going. Yeah. And that was awesome. Hey, you sunk my battleship? Or like? Well, like, the players were the ships. <laughs> so whenever, like, there was a hit or whatever, it would eliminate that character. I'm down and with that. Yeah, it was it was cool. Um, it's not, it's something the kids can watch. Oh, good. You know, it's it's not out of pocket or anything like that. Don't let your kids watch Squid Game, but they can watch the game show. And I don't think that it'll hurt them by any means. I'm not traumatized by this. Yeah, not by any means. Not green light, red light. They did red light, green light. They just didn't kill anybody. Well, you know. You know. For the best. Exactly, exactly. It's probably for the better that way. Um, But no, that was good. Um, I mean, there's been a lot of TV out, obviously. (laughs) Been going through The Crown with my wife, Mm -hmm. which that is a show that I can walk out of. And come back in like on another day and still be like, okay, I know what's going on here. There you go. For the most part. If I have questions, who is that? Because, you know, like every season the actors change or whatever. Oh, same yeah. characters kind of stuff as they age them through the decades. Right. And so now we've got like, I don't want to say old, but like old queen. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead of like 1940s queen. <laughs> and uh, so it's interesting. You'd see Charles's shenanigans because we're in the we're in the whole princess diana era and i was like dude this this sucks like i, I would not want to be a royal right like right. for real yeah that was a tough time yeah for I, sure it doesn't look good we're probably gonna end up with whoever the hell the princes and their wives are or whatever now i don't know <laughs> but uh that's that's one of those shows where i just sit and spend time yeah you know, like here's our quality you enjoy this i enjoy this so yeah. it's sometimes it's yeah. good that way there you go that's all you gotta do Put in the time. So I put in the time with that. Uh, but the thing that shocked me, I saw just this week, mm-hmm. the teaser for Echo yes, dropped for the, the Disney Plus Echo show. So it essentially is a precursor to Daredevil Born Again. And it has Vincent D'Onofrio's Wilson Fisk as yep. Echo from the Hawkeye show. Mm-hmm. And, man, this thing looks violent 
It and, and that shocked me. It's TVMA for sure. All episodes will drop at once sometime in January. And it looks good. Yeah, it looks like some Reservoir Dogs level violence going yeah, on. It I really, mean. I was like, dude, this is a little more brutal than Daredevil on Netflix. Yeah. So, I'm, suddenly I was like, I'm really excited for this. Yeah, and I'll be honest, I really couldn't care too much less about this show when it got announced because yeah wasn't, i wasn't i wasn't super stoked when it was announced yeah in hawkeye that wasn't the character that stuck out for me well hawkeye was just a great show well yeah it was it was excellent i really enjoyed that show you know when when i heard they were making an echo show it's like okay i mean all right i guess like that's that's fine well i was down for it because i knew echo was a good bridge to see daredevil and yeah. so when you meet Echo and Hawkeye and they did the wonderful, hey, here's Wilson Fisk and Vincent D'Onofrio, yeah. and everybody's like, yes, yes, yes. And then you see Matt Murdock and She-Hulk or after No Way Home, and you're like, yes, Charlie Cox. The like poor guy in She-Hulk. My God. He was fine. Poor he guy. was fine. Yeah, it was fine. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Anyway. But uh, <laughs> it'll grow back. But anyway, so um, Echo... When I saw the trailer, I think I was out somewhere. I think I was out with the wife at Chili's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was at Chili's. Hi, welcome to Chili's. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Chili's. I'll take the presidential margarita. Uh, oh, President Day margaritas. Keep them coming. Yeah. And, uh, Every five minutes, bring me another one. Until one of us passes the... Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, essentially, I saw that and I was like, babe. Like, my mouth was open and everything. She was like, what are you looking at? And I was like, the TV. I can't believe they're doing this. Like, I didn't realize it was going to be that hard. Yeah. On yeah. Disney Plus. I'm so. excited for that because I think with these shows, we need a tone shift. Yeah, I agree. And I think that'll be something. It might not be for everyone, but I think I, the people that like it are going to like gonna it. love it. Yeah. And also, I think that's good because it's saying the it's paving the way for Daredevil Born Again, which right. I'm super excited about. Yeah, I think that'll be really good. And I, I think Daredevil Born Again will be a much more relevant show. I agree. You know, then, because I... I really hope they bring Moon Knight into it, though. Yes, which they should be able to. Yeah. It could be a problem. That'd be good. Yeah. Because, I mean, th- those are characters who cross paths in the comics fairly regularly. Right. Um, but anyway, so I'm excited about that, and that's what I've been watching on TV. Fantastic. What about you? And do some movies real fast. Yeah, let's talk about a couple movies. Yeah, I got busy with the theater lately in our house. I don't know why, but just kind of how it worked out. It's nice to go back. So let's talk about them. Let's do it. Let's get back to the movies, which you have, right? You've been back. I've been back several times. Yeah. What are you seeing? What are you watching? Well, we, um, we've done a lot of movie going the past, I guess, past month, month and a half, mm-hmm. um, you know, both with the kids and without. Um, with the kids, the most recent, uh, over the past couple of weeks, we saw Migration. Right. The animated feature. Yep. Cute little movie about ducks migrating south for the winter and uh, and all that. It's it's a cute little animated movie. I can dig it. It was yeah, it was a fun movie. The kids enjoyed it. Um, you know, was it going to win an Oscar? I probably not. But <laughs> I mean, if you're looking for something to do with the kids, 
you know, the little ones take the little ones. They'll have a blast. They'll they'll be really entertained. Good. It's a good time. Yeah. Um, the bigger one for the kids, uh, I saw Wonka a couple days ago. Is that for kids? Like, is that yes. like... Okay. And it is just wonderful. It blew I'm me away. I'm glad to hear that. I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah. I There was... I, to be honest, I didn't even know it was coming out. Yeah. Like, that's one of those movies I thought was just, like, rumored to still be in the works. And then right. all of a sudden, they're like, hey, that's out this weekend. I was like, whoa, wait, what? Right. And what made me super happy is, you know, Wonka, Timothy Chalamet's in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, before Wonka saw the Dune 2 trailer. Yeah. That's coming out in March. So that is the next one I've got my sights on. I cannot wait for that movie. Yeah, Dune, the first Dune uh, in this particular series was awesome. Oh, so We, we talked about that before, but uh, yeah, I can't wait to see Dune 2. But yeah. Wonka is surprising me that how well like the reviews and your review is. So uh, it's musical. Which, which you have to remember, so was Charlie in, in Chocolate Factory. So you've got to take... At least in my mind, I had to take the Johnny Depp movie. The Tim Burton version. Throw yeah. it away. Yes. In this case. Like, you you want to take this Wonka movie and you want to put it kind of in the same ilk as the Gene Wilder movie. Um, I'm not going to say that Timothy Chalamet is as good as Gene Wilder playing Willy Wonka. I'm not going to say that because I don't think that's fair. Mm-hmm. It's two completely different characters. This is Willy first coming to the United States, first to sell chocolate, and first getting involved. And there's a lot of relatability to it because, you know, at the very beginning you see him, he's singing a song, he's on a boat, he's about to get to America and have all of his dreams come true, and he's all excited. And then he, you know, the real world hits him in the face a little bit. Yeah, that seemed, and, uh, that sounds like life. Yeah, I mean, that's the way it goes. Uh, the The cutesy moments and stuff like that that you were used to from... You know, the Chocolate Factory, you get to see a lot of that. That's good. Um, yeah, it's really cool. I, I, uh, so is it full of, um, I guess we'll call it uh, gentrified child murders? Like, is it, like, no, you know, the, the no. Chocolate Factory is like, these people are dying. Like, I don't know if anybody's picking <laughs> up on this. No, but you do get to kind of see, uh, you do get to kind of see the madness to his methods a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and some of the other candy that he makes and stuff like that you get to see some of the things that he's showing off and some of the things that he's selling the style of what he's doing makes you understand everything else is there a scene in this movie where he has some type of occurrence with gum that makes him not like gum by the time Uh, the second movie comes around there is something with gum okay i don't fully remember the gum part but it it is there is something i was like they gotta bring up like gum is gross Yes, they, they do bring something with that. Um, they do bring, so one of the big ones in the in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate, was his, no, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was yes. the original, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, it always with screws me up. With the deadbeat grandpa who couldn't get out of bed until he right. had something to do. Yeah, I gotcha. It always screws me up because the book is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, but they named the movie something different. But anyway, in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, they have the part where they drink the, the fizzy water and they float up in the air. Yes, yeah. They they hearken back to that in this movie a little bit. Um, and it's kind of entertaining the way that that works. But I'm down with that. Yeah, there's, there's nice little callbacks without being obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Um, Hugh Grant is the one Oompa Loompa that you meet. So I did see that that 
preview with him in it, and he looked like he was a bit challenging for Willie. Oh, he was hilarious. Yeah. Like, he, he was hilarious. The whole premise behind why he's there and what he's doing and everything is just... Like it's hysterical. Like every right, time I'm a, he I'm shows have to up, watch this. Okay. I, I started laughing every time I saw him walk onto the screen. Number one, because it's Hugh Grant, but he's like two and a half feet tall. Right. And number two, just because you knew that he was going to say or do something that was just going to crack you up. Yeah. And, I, I actually do look forward to that. Yeah. It was, it was very, very, very funny uh, seeing those two interact, but no, I mean, go see the movie. It, it's right. got good scores. Uh, the kids loved it. I loved it. My wife loved it. We were all really surprised, honestly. Especially when Timothy Chalamet comes out singing. I was like, God darn it, it's a musical. Yeah. I was like, I should have known this, but now I'm mad that I'm here. But I don't regret it in the slightest going to see it. It was a lot of fun to watch. Cool. Yep. Well, I'm glad that was good. Yep. Uh, we'll see in the theaters. Last thing for me, uh, the wife and I on her birthday, we are, so we're both Hunger Games fans. Yeah, those are entertaining films. Yes, they are. And the books are really good, too. And uh, we went to see the prequel, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Now, is that based on a book by Suzanne Collins? Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, the, the prequel book came out after the Hunger Games series that makes sense. did. Yeah. Um, but it, it follows the uh, young Snow, who is President Snow in the Hunger Games movies. Right, right. And it follows his kind of ascension to who he is. And gotcha. stuff like that. Um, really, really interesting movie. Really, I loved it. I feel like they got work with some pretty dangerous themes yes. in that movie to set up the world that exists by the time the first Hunger Games shows up. Yes. Yeah. Because um, you see it, it, it's a lot different. You know, it, it's almost like watching a World War II documentary now. That's what that I was going to say. Sense. Like, there's got, because... You know, whether you love those movies and books or, or hate them or whatever, like, there's a lot to be said about that type of dystopian future. Mm -hmm. And there is some interesting, like, history. Like, there's good world building in those books from the very first one. And to see how they get to, like, the 13 different districts and, and the inner workings of the politics, like, the closer you get to the first district, like, things really change and... Like, it's almost like you're in different worlds within different districts. Yes. So seeing, like, they've got to go through the politics of setting up those districts and then the first Hunger Games, right? Isn't that what they're doing? It's actually um, around the time that most of it starts is the 10th Hunger Games. Ah, man, that's so rough. But the first nine, you know, some of the things, you know, for example, Snow is one of the first mentors. Does that mean so he's he, he did previously not compete won? in the games? Oh, um, he he's a capital kid, but there's there's a that like makes a, sense. There's a scholarship prize involved, so they have university students take on mentor or mentor roles, and before that, you know, they would literally they would just take the the twenty four for the reaping. They would put them in a cage, mm -hmm. and then they would put them in an arena and have them fight it out, and that was what it was. And ratings were going down. Yeah, so. that I mean, that, I feel like that would be like a purge if we did that. Yeah, in day. like for the first one it would be just bonkers, but by like the fifth to sixth one, people were like, eh. And the seventh one, you're like, I'm not watching this tonight. The third one, everybody'd just kind of stay home. Yeah, or they'd go loot and be like, yeah. "What's up, dude? Like, I'm not gonna take your TV. Like, yeah. I'm gonna take mine, and you're done. You know." 
And but that's so the the whole prospect in the beginning was they were trying to boost ratings and they were trying to create something new out of the games, mm-hmm. and they did it. And you know, so you see kind of an initial development of okay, this is how you get from the tenth games to the seventy fourth, and the production, and, and this, the, and yeah, that. essentially the entire thing is like a Super Bowl halftime show, right? But with yeah, right. But what what really twisted me up in this movie in a good way was the entire movie i was a huge fan of snow until about the last 30 minutes i was gonna say snow is not a character that you can love you get you get to a point where you like i liked him i was rooting for him the whole time and then i realized toward the end of the movie is like i should not be on this dude's side yeah like this dude's horrible it's like the walter white yeah, so, right. You're like, I am rooting for this guy, but he is not a good person. Right. And and when it turns ugly, it turns ugly. Right. And real fast. Yeah. And it, it's just it's I mean, it's wild. You know, it, it was fun. Rotten Tomatoes has got it as sixty four, audience scores eighty nine. I am much more in the eighty nine realm on it. Got it. Uh if you like the Hunger Games, go watch the movie. Indeed I will. I think it's, that yeah. one I'm probably gonna catch on streaming. I don't blame you. Yeah, just because I think the last Hunger Games I caught on streaming. I read all the books, though. Mm-hmm. Um, that was back when I was a much bigger reader. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I did just finish the new Stephen King book, Holly. That's awesome. Which, by the way, that's a good book. It'll make a good mini series. That's someday. what I'm after. I need yeah, HBO. I, it needs to be HBO. Okay. It has to be done the way The Outsider was done. Got it. And if they do that... That book will be phenomenal. Got it. Um, but anyway, but yeah, I think I'll probably wait for the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably catch it on streaming. Cool. Which I also caught uh, probably one of the biggest movies of the summer. Just came to Max, uh, and it's Barbie. Yeah. So I watched yeah. Barbie. And I have to tell you, I was like, I was entertained. I've heard that it's better than you, than you think yeah, it would I mean, be, even for like a guy. Yeah. Like At no point was I like, this is stupid. I was like, yo, man. Well, how could I? If I'm watching Star Wars and Spider-Man crap. All, like, Barbie isn't that stretch. No, it's you know? not. If Transformers is a thing with ten friggin' movies, Barbie <laughs> can get one. But I thought Barbie was good, but I don't know that I like the way it made me, it tried to make me think about being a guy. Got it. Because, Got it. and I'm, I'm just, you know, whatever. It's, it's Galactic Dads for Dads. Right. Here we go. Um, I don't like this idea about the patriarchy that everybody involved in it is, like, menacingly, has, like, malice intent. Yeah. Like, in, in the Barbie movie, you know, Ken gets out of Barbie world where his only purpose is to serve Barbie and be noticed by Barbie. He's hopelessly in love. Yeah. So he makes it into the real world. And some a woman comes up to him and asks him what time it is. And he goes, hold on, you respect me. <laughs> and she says, yeah, what time is it? And it's like completely new to him. Got it. And I, I just thought that the juxtaposition of Ken finally feeling respect equaled him being in a world where men ruled things and it wasn't great. Because in Barbie right. land, women run everything. Yeah. And it's, by the way, hilarious. <laughs> it is like it is it's funny it's it's cute and it's it's fun and it's it's barbie world and it's exactly what you think so there's even weird barbie 
that Kate McKinnon plays, you know, like she's got been played with too hard and her hair is messed up and nice. she just, all she does is the splits, you know, like <laughs> and it's like, it's funny. They, they have all the Barbie like missteps. So there's like pregnant Barbie um, for growing family Barbie. I think they right. call her like that. All the discontinued ones I thought was hilarious, but like the thing that I was like, I just couldn't gel with was just because Ken went to the real world and brought back history books. Right. By the time they made it back to Barbie land, Ken had turned it into like this caricature of like sports bars and monster trucks. And <laughs> all of the Barbies had quit being successful women and were just serving the men drinks all day. Like I, I, I there was no way that I could just bridge that gap between really successful women somehow right. being held under the sway of a dude who doesn't know anything, but being like, Oh, by the way, Men should have power here too, and it turns into him. They like evict all the Barbies from their houses and take <laughs> over into like dude homes. Oh but, like, my it's, god! Like it's funny, and it's just like over like simplification of everything. But at the end of it, I just felt like I was like, dude, I think they're saying that men in charge is inherently bad. <laughs> I don't, I don't know about that. And then of course, you know, flame me all you want. Like obviously, history is history. And for the most part, women are not in charge in history and, and it hasn't been roses or great or anything. But I didn't, I just kind of, I felt like it was not to agree with Ben Shapiro or anything, but it did. It felt emasculating. I don't love the use of entertainment media to push an agenda. Yeah. I just, I just don't. Um, not saying the Barbie was trying to do that. I haven't seen it. I want to see it. I think it's definitely worth watching because it's, as far as entertainment goes, and enjoying like movies, yeah, it's it's a good movie. Yeah, it, like Steph you're entertained, it. and it's funny. Cause it kind of harkens back to like '80s movies, mm-hmm. like when the mannequin comes alive, nice, or the mermaid comes out of the water. You know, like Barbie comes to the real world, yeah, and that like that in itself is hysterical because she expects like. I'm Barbie. Like, everyone loves me. Right. And all these girls are going to thank me for all the female empowerment. And she shows up and they're like, thanks for the eating disorder. Like, you know. Right. (laughs) And I was just like, dude, that's harsh. (laughs) So, like, it is. It's a lot of fun. Um, But, yeah, I was like, as a, I just don't know how they're trying to make you feel about Ken. Right. And, And if, like. I feel like there's a healthy balance and they overshoot it for the sake of overshooting it, but then don't quite wheel it back enough to be like, dude, this is like how there should be healthy balance. It's more like, well, if you do anything that puts you first or you feel respect, obviously it's going to be bad. Right. So that was my only thing. But like, I don't think they're working too hard to push an agenda. I think they end up telling a really good story and they do a really good job of helping you realize like as a dude watching the movie, I was like, dude, is that how women feel? Right. I have no idea. Right. 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 right? I'm like, is that, that's a lot of pressure. And, um, I also don't want to sound like a dick, but you're putting that pressure on yourselves. Right. Like you can wholeheartedly exist without having to worry about everyone else. Like Mm -hmm. it's doable. It's doable. But like, I was like, man, this is rough. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, the truth be told, we don't fully understand that. No, we don't. I and don't think anything, I don't, I don't believe in generalizations for the most part. But, you know, there's definitely a lot of it that we can't see the point of view. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm I mean, it too. 
I think that goes both ways. I agree. Let me ask you a question, by the way. Um, does your wife ever do, does she ever talk as you? Like she's telling a story and she takes on your voice? No, that would be hilarious. Yeah, yeah. My wife does that, and yeah. I'm never pleased with how I sound. <laughs> I'm like, am I st- like, am I stupid? Do See, you? <laughs> the problem is anytime that like, because I'll talk in the dog's voice. Oh, I do yeah. that fairly. Frequently. Which dog? Which dog? Both. Okay. Both, but the, the problem is like I can't, I can't talk in somebody else's voice without making that entity sound like they have some form of Down syndrome. Yeah, like some type of. Yeah, yeah. That's like, the way my wa- like when my wife's talks as me in stories it's like your dog voice uh, uh, duh. like right like, right dude exactly. i am not stupid what are you talking about i mean i'm dumb but like i need a treat i need a treat i know i had one 30 seconds ago but i need another treat give me a you treat. just let me out what's going on woof yeah like, yeah exactly I mean, yeah i i don't have a voice that makes the other person sound intelligent wait, wait i i asked that because i feel like this whole movie <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna watch it tonight. It's actually it sounds awesome. The scenes where there's a scene where the Kins go to war, and it's so <laughs> funny. Ryan Gosling, you know, I mean, he's Ryan Gosling. Yeah, he's let's, great. Let's be honest, and he just looks like I've never seen a Ken doll look like Ryan Gosling in this movie. That's awesome. Like he is. I don't think he had a carb in like three months <laughs> during filming and prior to. But poor, uh, poor man. Uh, we'll do that to you. He's fine. He's fine. Believe me, he's doing okay. <laughs> Literally and metaphorically, right? Yeah, whatever. I'm like, I'm secure enough. Like, I wouldn't mind looking like that. Right. And that's how you know. Right. Yeah, that's an attractive person. <laughs> but anyway, all right, so that's enough about movies. Yeah, yeah. They've all been good. I was very upset that Oppenheimer is not, like, out, out yet on Dude, Max. Dude, me too. Me too. I'm, I'm upset that I didn't go see it. I'm very upset. I didn't have three hours. I mean, I probably had three hours to kill. But I didn't have, th- like, that That was decision time for me. Yeah. Like, the, what am I going to go do? The only time I had three hours to kill, I didn't have Steph with me, and she wanted to see it, too. So I would have felt like a jerk yeah. if I went without her. I feel like I'd, if I'd have gone without Lee, she'd be like, good. I don't care. Right. I don't know. How can you not get, like, this is, a, come on, man. Right. First of all, it's the, the father of the atomic bomb. Like this, yeah. how can this not be fascinating to you? Yeah, and look at all the actors in it. Yeah, the actors are incredible. Yeah, Killian Murphy, Robert Downey Jr. I mean, it goes on. I think Matt Damon's in there. Like, and then there's this scene that they show you in the trailer. Like, well, I mean, we could push the button on right reality. There's a small chance, very small chance, but it's a chance. It's way. <laughs> what do you mean? There's a chance? Like, I don't think we want to do that. Eh, it probably won't happen. Right. What do you mean, probably? <laughs> I was like, this has to be. Also, it's a uh, Christopher Nolan film. Yeah. 100 million percent. I want to watch that. I really wanted to watch it in IMAX, but I guess I've missed that. I did, too. Yeah. I, I was hoping that, that there would be, like, over Christmas break, there would be, like, a replay. Yeah, that's really what I was looking for. I was like, they've got to do it again. Yeah. They've got to. And if they did, I missed it. So that sucks. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm I'm right there with you. I'm waiting for that one to show up on streaming. I can't wait to That's watch that be movie. Good. Oh, there's one more thing about Barbie I wanted to mention. Mm-hmm. Um, there are specific versions of the movie on Max, and there's an American Sign Language version. Oh, really? So in the corner is a, a, a interpreter hmm. doing sign language. And I just felt like that's the one I turned on for the kids because I was like, oh. we need to get this to stream. Like, this needs to work. 
So I, I streamed that one for the kids. So my daughter, four minutes into the movie, was just like signing, like uh, like that one lady who got busted for being a sign language interpreter but did not know sign language right, during like right. a town hall meeting. Like, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what my daughter was doing. You look over, why are you doing gang signs? <laughs> oh, man, she's claiming gangs. All right. Uh, also, what was he saying? Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, so she was doing that. I thought it was hilarious. That's cool. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was cool. I was like, yeah. So by the way, if you guys are going to watch Barbie, or if it's just your, a movie you want to put on in the background, watch again or the kids watch it, pick the ASL version. Hmm. Bump those numbers up so they put more movies like that out. Yeah, that, that's that's a great idea. I think it's wonderful. I love that idea. Because for a lot of people, um, you know, people who can't hear or, or part of the reading ASL community, forgive me, I don't know the right term or whatever, but... You know, sometimes I've had people get tired of reading a movie. Right. And would just like to watch it. And it's like going to a concert when you see the sign language interpreter just rocking. Right. That's got to be way better for them than just like <laughs> getting closed captioning as close as possible. Yeah, exactly. Because anytime you got subtitles or closed captioning, yeah, like, then you're, you're missing. You're the reading the movie show. and you're missing all the visuals. Yes. So, yes. I think that was cool. So I, awesome. I hope that works out. Yeah, it's very cool. I'm going to look for that. For yeah. Sure. But um, there were some movies I noticed that we didn't mention that uh-huh. have come out uh-huh. uh, and some TV shows that have come out that we didn't mention. Mm-hmm. And I think we should talk about those now. Let's get into the uh, meat and potatoes of the episode, even yeah. though we're like over an hour in. You want the opinion piece going? Yeah, let's, right. let's get the opinion piece let's going. do it. Nobody asked, but here comes our opinion. Yep, whether you like it or not. This is kind of a new segment for us, yeah. but I think it's a good one. I think it's a good one, and it's the opinion section. Yeah, it's my dad' opinion about things. I think it's a I think it's a good idea because we we talk about the movies we're watching, we talk about the TV shows we're watching, but we have opinions that we express to each other via text message and mm-hmm. things like that mm-hmm. that we just don't talk about them. You know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think we should. Yeah. But I, you know, we mentioned it earlier on the intro to the show, but let's talk about superhero fatigue. Yes. Is it like, is it real? Uh, a lot of people are saying it's not. A lot of people are saying it's just the product has been bad. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's the case. I think superhero fatigue is very real, but I also think that there has been some bad product too. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. You know what? What's your thoughts? What, what are you thinking? Because I've got some, but I, I think you're going to kind of hit it. So do I think superhero fatigue, and, and I guess before I get started on this, I should probably define that for the listeners. Yeah, go So ahead. what I mean by superhero fatigue is we have had just a constant stream of movies and TV shows and media based on comic book superheroes. Whether it be the MCU, Marvel, X-Men, Batman, the DC Universe, whatever, we've had a, a pretty significant stream of it. And the would question you, is... Would you lump in, like, the Star Wars and stuff in there? You know, that's an interesting point that I didn't think about. 
Yeah. But you might. You might. Because say. it could be a collective universe thing mm-hmm. just as much. Um, do I think superhero fatigue is real? I absolutely do. Um, I think superhero fatigue is growing because of the quality of the product. I will agree with you. Yeah. Because like if you if you look back, so let's look back at the MCU because it's the most obvious. And we okay. can go into the other ones too for sure. But MCU phase one was groundbreaking. Yeah, there's every, nothing like it. Every movie was was good. Every movie was connected in the right way. It was fun. I, I still remember going to see the first Avengers movie. In 2012. It, yeah, it was Just so good. absolutely mind-blown. Yeah, saw it opening weekend. After it was over, I went and saw it with like three or four of my friends, and we ended up sitting in front of the theater and talking about it for an hour and a half after the movie was over. Yeah. Um, you know, it was just like that. Phase two fell off of that wagon a little bit. It did. Um, yeah, there were there were a few missteps. Um, I guess, was it phase three that they launched Guardians of the Galaxy? No. That was phase two. That was two. Phase three was, I think phase three started with Thor Ragnarok. Oh, yeah. Then Iron Man 3 really fell off. Yeah. Iron Man 3 was the first phase two movie, I think. Okay. And that movie was a train wreck. Yeah. They had some cool parts in there, but I mean, it. yeah, it it was rough. Um, Yeah. Phase, I mean, phase three felt better because it felt like they were building back towards something. And they, they ended phase three with a... A, the bang of all bangs in Endgame, Infinity yeah. War and Endgame. Yeah. Um, that is a generation-defining moment for 100%. me. I think, honestly, I really do feel like for the MCU, like, that's the pinnacle. I don't, that, that was lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. I mean, for real, because it, you took this concept that they introduced in the first Avengers, and it was that there was this great universal threat coming, and it was it was Thanos. Yeah. And everybody was like, they're not going to do it. And they show them at the end credits. And you're like, no way. Yeah. And then for the rest of the phases, they're collecting stones and building, which, I mean, that makes sense because you need guardians to get out to the cosmic area mm-hmm. and, and to legitimize Thanos as like this universal threat, um, which in hindsight, saying that out loud makes me realize why they had to bring in the guardians. Right. Because otherwise you, you don't get those cosmic people. Because I always thought, I was like, why are they doing a Guardians movie? That's a very obscure group for Marvel to pull from. And then it makes sense. They have to because you have to leave the groundwork for Thanos. And that is what Marvel did such a good job with in the first three phases. Is everything they introduced and everything they brought around, they found a way to make it important. Indeed. And even Ant-Man... Like, when I heard they were making an Ant-Man movie, I'm like, what the like, hell are they doing? Who's Ant-Man asking for this? For? Yeah. yeah. Whose idea was this, and why didn't you throw him out a window? Yeah, and even better, whose idea was it to put Jay Hernandez in Ant-Man and make him as funny as he was? Right, right. And and it hit, and it worked. And Ant-Man was so relevant in, you know, not just Endgame, but Captain America Civil War mm-hmm. and other parts that he would show up in. Even Ant-Man too. Yeah, Ant Man the Wasp was awesome because they brought about Ghost. Yeah, was this incredibly cool character, and they brought up the quantum realm, which laid the groundwork for time travel exactly. and making everything in in game possible. Yes, and and I think what we're running into now, post End Game, you know, we're in what are we in Phase Five now? 
I think we are. Yeah, we're officially in five. So phase four had more material in it than the first two phases combined, mm. which that didn't help. That's um, true. And if we're going to talk about, you know, quality is always based on opinion. Mm-hmm. And that's all we can do. There are a lot of people that hate it on the Marvels for reasons that have nothing to do with the actual movie. And I'm not going to get into it because they don't deserve my time. Yep, fair enough. Um, but I think we had such an aggressive saturation just in the Marvel community. We're not even talking about any of the other ones, but I think you had such an aggressive saturation. And I remember when the first set of shows started coming out, WandaVision came out. Yeah. Uh, Falcon and the winter soldier came out. You had the first season of Loki, uh, the first season of what if, uh, I know I'm missing some, but we are missing one. Yeah. And it's Hawkeye. like, it's like blatant. Oh yeah. Hawkeye was so good though. Yeah. Uh, no, there was another first round of it was like a first round show is how I think of it. Like first round. But that gets back to the point. Yeah, now we're forgetting. But we were so hyped up for all of those. And then the first things that we were coming out with, like when we were talking, you go back to those earlier Galactic Dad shows and we'd talk about these shows is, it'll get good. Yeah. It's a slow yeah. burn. Yeah, it's true. Or, you know, we were coming Remember, up they have six things. episodes to do this in. Like, they yeah. can burn to, like, we're making excuses I remember the number of times that I said, you know, it makes me really curious what the next episode's going to look like. Mm-hmm. That's not me saying I can't wait for the next episode. That's me saying I really hope they bring this around. Yeah. And I think then you look at like She-Hulk. Yes. And you look at even Moon Knight to a degree, but not as much because I thought Moon Knight was fantastic. I enjoyed Moon Knight. Uh, first episode of Moon Knight. I had to watch a couple of times because I felt like I was on acid. But did you? That was like the memento episode. Oh god, it was so screwy. Yeah, like I was having so much trouble. But like you look at like a She Hulk, or you look at Secret Invasion. Yes, it's almost like it's an incomplete piece of material. Secret Invasion was just should have been more exciting than it was. Right. But Secret Invasion did do like really cool things. I mean, they brought in the Super Scroll. Yeah. But the problem with the Super Scroll is the powers it has. Because, mind you, the Super Scroll in the comics has the powers of the Fantastic Four. Mm -hmm. But the Fantastic Four don't exist yet in the MCU. So you have to give the Super Scroll all the powers of the people present at the the war in Infinity War. Right. So now the Super Scroll has the power of Drax, has the power of Groot, has the power of... I guess Black Widow, if you want, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Cap, all that. And then also has the power of Captain Marvel. Right. Which is a big problem. Yeah. Huge problem. Mm-hmm. Huge problem. They they walked themselves into a corner on that. Or maybe they didn't. Who knows? Because if you're going to introduce a character like the Sentry, mm-hmm. then you need a couple of people like Captain Marvel around. That's true. That's so, true. You're going to need as much big firepower as you can handle. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you're right. Even with that, it's it's a show with Samuel L. Jackson. Mm-hmm. And some other really, really, really good actors. And you're still just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I might watch this. I might not. I might not finish it. I'm not, like, that invested in the outcome of this. Never got excited about it. Never. And that... That's the that's the rub. I've seen all of the MCU movies up to the Marvels. I have not seen the Marvels, not because I don't want to see it, just because 
Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Yeah, it, it honestly, it was my wife and I. We were sitting there. It's like we we know we're going to the movies. Are we seeing the Marvels? Or are we seeing the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes? The coin flip went the other way. Yeah, you know that's it. But the movies have been generally good. Well, what do you think about the last? I don't know why people give this movie the business, but the last Ant Man. I thought it was fine. Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, there there were there were parts. There of were it. some strange choices. Yes. with the quantum characters. There were some strange. That's a really good way of putting it. There were some strange choices with the quantum characters. Um, I think they could have ended it a different way. Yeah, and you know, and made it you know that much better. I guess you could say. Hopefully, um, you know, we were on record talking about how. Scott getting stuck in the quantum realm would have been, you know, oh, even yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp getting stuck in the quantum realm would have been a great way to finish that movie off. Yeah. And it wouldn't have necessarily meant the end of the character, but it would have been a good way to wrap that story for as long as you need to put it to bed. Yeah. You know, and then there's no loose ends. Um, I thought it was good. I thought Thor Love and Thunder was good. I had problems with Thor Love and Thunder, mm-hmm. but I overall I still liked the movie. I needed Gore to be, you know, Christian Bale played him straight. Like oh, yeah. he Like, he wasn't funny, haha. He was still, and I think that's where the problem was. You can't have a Malekith-type character from, like, Thor Dark World mm-hmm. and have Ragnarok Thor right. on the opposite side. Like, it's just, it, it just doesn't work, and I think that was a problem for that film. Like, everything... Thor said had to be a joke. Yes, there was a degree of disjointedness to yeah. that movie. Um, I liked it. I I, I enjoyed Taika Waititi's work. Um, Thor Ragnarok, I'm on record saying that's my favorite MCU movie. It still is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Love and Thunder was good, though. Like, it got a lot of crap for, you know, kind of what you were talking about and some other things, too. Uh, but I think some of the criticism, when I look at the movies in general... I think the movies are better than the criticism gives them. Oh yeah, I think one uh, probably one of the most hated films in the MCU, mm-hmm. uh, critically and audience wise, is like Thor: Dark World. Mm-hmm. And I liked Thor: Dark World. I didn't think it was bad. I like it was just one of those movies where I was like, I'm in on this. Like yeah. I'm in on it. And then you know whatever whatever people want to say about the Aether and whatever Infinity Stone that turns out to be, whatever. I enjoyed that film. Mm-hmm. And I thought it had a good balance of comedy because, of course, Darcy was there, mm-hmm. who, again, shows up in WandaVision, and she's hilarious there. Oh, she's wonderful. Um, so she's just a great character. And I thought she brought the comedy that you, you needed from a Marvel film at that time. That was mm-hmm. still, what, Phase 2? That I was think? Phase 2, yeah. And I think Phase 2 is when they started kind of trying to deviate a little bit and have a little bit of fun with them. Yeah, well, they, I think it took some adjustment. yeah. Because by phase three, like it's in, like oh, it's you, dialed it, in. That's yeah. like the, that's the the stereotypical Marvel movie, right? Yeah. You're like we're going, we're gonna laugh, we're gonna see some fun. It's gonna tie into something bigger. Like you had all the incentive to go see a Marvel movie in phase three, right? And in phase four, you're like, why are we watching? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like watching is still have the characters, but why was Black Widow out? But dude, you're right, and and that's the and the movies are better than people think they are. Mm-hmm. And, but I think adding the shows into the mix caused the fatigue. 
Absolutely. Because now there's so much to watch and so much to catch up on. And the problem is, again, what is this building for? Because Nobody knows. Phase four, the whole point was to get to Kang. Yeah. And you don't really get to Kang till Loki. Yeah. And, and you know, maybe in, what is it, Black Widow, you're really just kind of wrapping up phase three. Black Widow should have, and, you know, COVID did what it did to that Co- movie. I think, by the way, you're right. COVID's the elephant in this room. Yes. If COVID didn't happen, you wouldn't have had the rollout onto streaming the way Correct. that you would. You know, like going to theaters would still be the thing. Like you, you'd, cause I remember seeing black widow and being like one of the only people in the theater. And I was like, man, I'm really pushing my luck here <laughs> going out in public. Right. You know, like I remember that, but you're right though. COVID really kind of threw a, a ginormous wrench in the, in the whole system. And then with the shift to going, well, if people can't go to theaters, we'll let them stay home and we'll push all stuff out on streaming. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem with streaming is that it's streaming. You're in a content war. Right. With every other streaming service. Exactly. And there's just so much. And that's where I think superhero fatigue, we've been talking about MCU up to this point. That's where I really think the fatigue hits. Because now you're looking at, you know, HBO Max is dropping the Batman. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, good movie. Great movie. Um, Then you, you still have you know, all of the, the DC characters properties coming over there. You have the Snyder cut was yep. released of mm-hmm. justice league, which was a four hour like experience. I mean that like that was all four hours it it, was, and you're like, where was this going? And it looked like it was going to some pretty wild places. Well, and, and that's the thing that like the Snyder cut tied, it tied in together really well, but there was about two hours of that movie that I was sitting there like, all right, I hope this goes somewhere soon. Yeah. I mean, that that was a movie I was all in on anyway, just because I was like, oh, I yeah. want to see this. Yeah. I want to see what, uh, and then I think there was payoff there. I do too. Um, And then the thing that, that happens though, is you're like, well, if I got four hours of this or six hours of the latest Marvel show, I know another Marvel show's dropping. And then as soon as you get behind, because remember, once when movies were coming out, you were like, oh, I got to go see this movie. I got to go see this movie. Oh, yeah. And then you would go spend your two hours in the movie theater, and you were caught up for the next three, four, five months. Mm-hmm. Once it hit streaming, and you had all of these options, and you started to get behind on shows, you realized, I don't really feel like I'm missing out. Yeah. And that's the rub. Yeah, I think that as dads and people who are busy anyway, it became less of an event to go see these stories unfold as much as it felt like a chore. Now I have to keep up. If I watch this show, I didn't watch that show. Am I going to know what's going on? Now I don't have six hours to go back and watch the last show to figure out what's going on in this show. When a hobby turns into a job. That is the problem. Yeah. And I think that's what superhero fatigue is. It's way too many choices. Mm Mm-hmm. And we haven't even started talking about the various shows I listed before on Amazon. I mean, look at The Boys. Season yeah. four is on its way out. Yep. Look at Invincible. Look at Preacher that I was talking about. I mean, these are all shows that most people don't immediately think of when you say superhero fatigue, although they clearly are. Correct. And, you know, you're watching these, and that's before you even get to, like, the animated stuff that um, Warner Brothers is still putting out for the DC movies, uh, the Harley Quinn show. Which, by the way, hysterical. Is it? Yeah, uh, it's good. It's I'll good. Have to check that out. And then, um, 
you know, there's the other live action shows, Titans, which by yeah. the way, like, there's a lot of stuff that was on the DC universe that got pushed over to HBO Max that people aren't watching simply because, well, it's a whole nother content platform I have to get to. I don't have time for the rest of the stuff anyway. And then that's why I think, oh, great. Now we've got a whole new slate of, yeah. of stuff coming out. It just but keeps I, coming. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know where I'm at now. Right. And then I think that's where, you know, Marvel's got a problem right now. Mm-hmm. Our stuff's not hitting at the box office like it used to be. It's not hitting at the box office. And, and a big piece of the problem there, too, and it's not their fault, is this whole, like, they've got to rewrite their script now. Yeah. With this whole Jonathan Majors thing and everything like that, which I'll admit I, I'm not up to speed on. Completely. Oh, by the way, yeah. Let me help you out with that real quick. So he went to trial uh-huh. for, I want to say, assault, battery, domestic kind of stuff. Okay. Um, Whoever happened, happened. I wasn't there. I don't know what it, this isn't, this isn't good, but I'm going to tell you what it read like to me. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the elevator incident? Who is that? Oh, that was Ray Rice. Okay. Yeah, that was Ray Rice. Do you remember watching the elevator incident? I remember, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, rem- you're like, I remember my reaction when I watched it. was like, You're oh, like, dude, boy. he rocked her. Yeah, dude, okay. that was a Tyson-level punch. Yeah. Well, it, okay, so that is. But if you watch the video up until that point, and I'm not defending or saying that he was right. To, right. Like, because that, dude. I don't think you should punch a man like that. Like, that was rough. But, like, she is antagonizing him, mm-hmm. right? There's, like, some back and forth that you can kind of see going on. And then, like, I don't know. So, in this Jonathan Majors incident, when you read the story, it's like there's a phone involved and she's taking a phone. They're arguing back and forth, whatever, whatever. And then, yeah, he, I think, does something quite similar. Yikes. And then, so there's, but there's video of it as well. Um, that I think the video when shown in court was what got him convicted. Got it. By the jury. And as got soon as it. he was found guilty, Marvel immediately went. Clipped you're, him. You're yeah. fired. His agency dropped him. Like, yeah. And you're right, though. That's such a gamble and a misfortune on yeah. Marvel's part because he is the villain that they set up the next two phases on. And, and it spent all this time in phase four just to get to. Right. And now they're like, mm, yeah, we can drop you, bro. Like, yeah. that's not that's not anything we can have associated with us. And so now you're like, okay, well, they just got to recast them, and these are all variants. Or because of streaming and Marvel Disney magic, you go back, and the post credit scene in Ant-Man and Quantumania, mm-hmm. all those variants, you reshoot it, and all those variants are the new act. How good would it be if they recast Terrence Howard? Oh, dude. Oh, man. <laughs> Rody got him. You got him, Rody. Next time, baby. <laughs> and, like, and like gang meets War Machine. He's like, you're a cheap imitation. <laughs> Just like giving Don Cheadle the business. <laughs> oh, they could have some fun with that. They could that, have some fun with that would that. be great. You're no Iron Man. You're barely a War Machine. Like, <laughs> oh, speaking of which, the revelation that um, Rhodey was a scroll in Secret Invasion. Right. Remember that came out and people were like, who cares? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, yeah. S- I'm sorry. Like, that's just true. I was like, what was it? But, uh, well, we that, was the, that was the thing. And that was the thing about Secret Invasion, uh. dude. Like, they killed Maria Hill and I was like, I thought she was already dead. Exactly. And they kill her at the end of episode one. You're like, yeah. 
Either she's dead, she ain't dead. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, well, and, and you and I have been reading comics long enough to know that just because you see somebody die doesn't yeah, mean, they're, I mean dead. they're really dead. Yeah. Especially when we're talking about S.H.I.E.L.D. agents with life model decoys. Right. I mean, that was Nick Fury's bit the entire time he was played by Hasselhoff. Just wait until the X-Men show up, dude. Colossus dies four times an issue. Yeah, for real. I mean, good Lord. Beast dies, frankly, more often, I think. Yeah, so. he, well, he's a mad scientist. He's got to experiment on himself. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know. it's messed up. I yeah. think Wolverine has died as many times as I've woken up in the morning. So. I know. It's, it's amazing. I can't wait till the X-Men show up in the MCU. Well, they're working towards that too, so we'll yeah. see how that goes. Yeah. So, but I, there's so you hope. know what that is? That right there is it. We're waiting for that kind of stuff, like the stuff we're anticipating and have been waiting on for a long time. We're like, yeah, that's what I want to see. Like, people are going to show up for Deadpool three. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Beca- because why? Because it's freaking Deadpool, dude. And also, and Wolverine. Wolverine's mm-hmm. back. Yep. So like it's. Now there are things that you're excited about looking forward to again. Remember when Endgame came out and you were like, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. And then you got there and you like cry in the theater. You cheered in the theater. It was everything you ever wanted to see. You know, Cap says Avengers Assemble. Like it was, yeah. like it was all of those moments you had spent the last, what, that was probably 12 years? years? 12, 12 years? 12 years, 10 years? 2008 yes, to 2019? 2019, yeah. So yeah. 11 years building to, mm-hmm. and man, was there a payoff. Yes. Oh, it was huge. It's huge. I'll never forget that moment. That time, like, that was a moment. It's a, gener- a once-in-a-generation film experience. Yeah, it's one of those moments that you don't forget. Yeah, and you can't get that back. That's the problem, I think, with, you know, the MCU in general or just superhero films right now. I think it's going to go down. It's going to continue to go down where interest in other films come out, like Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer, whatever, Barbie. You know, these aren't Mario movie. Exactly. These aren't brand new concepts, but you know what they are? They're not superhero films. They're different. And people are quite honestly tired of the same thing. Right. Right. So you just let it die down and there's nothing wrong with that. And then it, it can ramp back up. It's like the generation changes and you can get right back into it. And it'll come up again. I mean, like, how many times, how many years would go by before you get another Batman film? Oh, forever. Yeah. And then you would get people like, okay, either it was good or or it was awesome or it was shit. But it didn't matter because it was Batman. It was Batman. Yeah. I remember the Christopher Nolan Batmans came out, and I was like, these are awesome. I was like, they're opening night. Mm-hmm. Well, when I watched the third one again, I was like, this movie is so bad. Oh, my God. What happened? <laughs> there is a lot. He, he, I loved Dark Knight Rises, but at first. Yeah, exactly. God, that was the movie. If you watch it again and again, you start going, what in the world happened? Right. But right. also in that movie is a character actor I love. It's Ben Mendelsohn. Mm-hmm. So he's in the Dark Knight Rises. He's the dude that Bane puts his hand on and says, do you feel in charge? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, this dude's about to die. Yeah. Well, he also is, um, oh, what's the scroll's name? Come on. He's the scroll. Talos? Captain. Yeah, he's Talos. Yeah. And I loved him. I love Talos. He's this awesome character that you think is this big bad villain in Captain Marvel. And right. then when they when they show you what's going on, and you're like, I love this guy. And then he's this this conflicted character that you feel deeply for in Secret yeah. Invasion. And he does like he just never gets his due. Right. 
It but, never gets there. You don't see the payoff. Exactly. You need to see some payoff. So you got to have payoff. I think that's what superhero movies need now. You have to build for something exciting. Like, look how poorly The Flash did this year. Right. It did terrible. Everybody was like, dude, I'm going to go see this movie because they've got Superwoman in it. Mm -hmm. And she was fantastic. Mm -hmm. She really was. And then Michael Keaton's Batman's back. And everybody's like, oh, my God, this is awesome. But then you watch the movie and you're like, what the hell? What? No. Although there is a scene in that movie that was far too good to be in that film. <laughs> and it's the scene where he's in the grocery store and he talks to his mom. Okay. But can't change anything. And he just lets like lets go knowing that what's going to happen happens and it has to happen. Like I think Ezra Miller did a really good job in that scene because I was like, dude, hmm. oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. But the rest of the movie, I was like, what is this? We got we got Michael Keaton, Batman, like one single-handedly dealing with like Man of Steel villains? I don't right. think so. And it, like the whole thing was a mess, but other than that. There have been a lot of comic book movies that have tried to capture lightning in a bottle and failed miserably. Yes. I'm looking at you, X-Men. Oh, the first one? No, the first one was good. The second one was great. X2 was awesome. X-Men 3 was terrible. That's true. Brett Ratner directed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, I had a buddy of mine that texted me. He went and saw it. I saw it the day before him, and he went and saw it the next night, and he texted me at, like, midnight and said, I'm coming to get you. We're going to Brett Ratner's house, and we're going to beat him to death. <laughs> it's not a real threat. I like, don't mean yeah. it. Calm no, down. no, no, no. That was years and years and years ago, and, and Brett Ratner's done some horrible things. So, you uh, know. Apparently. Yeah, apparently. Apparently. Allegedly. I'm uh, not I'm not familiar with those allegations, so we're going to move on. Yeah. But I don't think I want to know. No. It, he was probably me too or worse. Who knows? It's, it's yeah. not Jonathan Major's level, but it's still not good. Oh, we'll dude. Just go with that. Come on. Um, but regardless, look at like X-Men Dark Phoenix or X-Men Apocalypse. X-Men Apocalypse especially because Apocalypse wasn't a bad movie. It just wasn't great. Yeah, and it's hard. It's really hard to see any movie with Oscar Isaac in it and not think this is a great movie. Right. Be he was good. Yeah, he was Apocalypse. Yeah, but he was good. The rest of the movie happens around him and you're just kind of like, what? You know the problem? You know how I knew that X-Men Dark Phoenix was not good before I even saw it. I'm curious. I had zero desire to go see it. Yeah. If I'm in, I'm a comic book person. Mm -hmm. I love like old school, all that. If I have zero desire to go see a comic book movie, there's a problem. Yeah. I mean, I true. even went and saw the flash in theaters. <laughs> like the, like that was one of the movies I went and saw. I was like, Oh, this isn't great. So I went and saw, Apocalypse, and I saw Days of Future Past by myself. Oh, Days of Future Past was cool, though. That was a masterpiece. Yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah. Um, I, went, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a masterpiece, but it, like, it's good. That's another movie where there's there's one specific scene in that movie that was too good for it. Oh, what you and got? you probably know which one I'm talking about. I, I want to know. What do it's you got? James McAvoy talking to Patrick Stewart. Yeah. The two yeah, Charles right. is talking. Yeah. That was so good. Conversing through time. Yeah. And he was like, dude, that is good. Yeah. That's that really was good. So, so good. Um, uh, that movie was good. Dark Phoenix, I couldn't, like, I didn't go see it in the theaters. And then I, I watched, I forget if I rented it. Dude, I, I didn't even spend that much time on it. But because I watched it, but I don't even think I got through it. 
I watched it, but I remember the thing that really threw me on that movie is I literally never had an emotional reaction to anything in the entire movie. Yep. I, I might as well have been watching Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, it was just like on. It's background yeah. noise. I'm like, this is this is doing nothing for me. You know what? Maybe I need to go back and watch that movie. Like, watch, watch it. I mean, if yeah, you... It's got, like, look at the cast. Come on. Oh, I agree. Like, I agree. like the there's got to be something good about this film. I just don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know. But I think we figured out superhero fatigue is real. Very real. The content in general, the product isn't necessarily bad. I think more of the product is good than it is bad. I think there's just so much of it. I think there's so much of it. And yeah. I also think that it's not moving towards something the Correct. way that that lightning in a bottle MCU had before Endgame. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, you can say, well, I, I feel like Mar- Marvel kind of got shot in the foot. I feel like DC gets shot in the foot because they tried to build it and then, like, things just aren't working out. So now we're going to reboot the whole universe again. But we <laughs> still have movies again. like Aquaman 2, which somehow matter, but they don't because you're rebooting. Right. So what's the point? Like, I, th- I think that is the problem that DC has. We're rebooting all of this anyway, but this movie, we've got it. We got to put it out, unless it's Batgirl, in which case. <laughs> which Batgirl probably would have been good. I, I bet Batgirl probably was good. Yeah. You know what? You know how I know it was probably good? They didn't put it out, because right. everything else they put out. <laughs> has been garbage. Has been garbage. Did you even see Blue Beetle? No. Yeah, exactly. That should be a good movie. Right. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Like, if they would give me a good, solid Superman sequel, I would have probably watched the mess out of that. Like, give me Henryville Superman versus Brainiac. Let's see it. Right. No, nope, don't want to put it out. Yeah. That's if they would have done. You know I, what I think DC should do is they should stop trying to tie everything together and just make everything episodic. You know, it's great when they do that. The movie's successful. Yeah. Look at the Batman. Look at Joker. Yeah. Right? Like, they know how to do it. Just for some reason, they won't. And look at what they're doing with the Batman already. Yeah. Here comes a sequel. Why? Yeah. What are they doing with Joker? Joker. Holy I do. A musical sequel. Why? Which, by the way, I'm going to give that one a chance. Because that could be interesting. It could be. Because it's, it's like, different enough. They're like, well, they could also... Bomb the bed, but it, Lady Gaga's yeah. in it, so I mean, it could be a it train could be great. Y- you never know. You don't. We'll find out. We will we'll find, find out. out. Yep. Uh, but I, I think we need to slow down on content, and I think that's for everything, but especially for superhero stuff because yeah. there's fatigue, and I think that the comic book industry itself could take a page out of that book. <laughs> I, I have issue with it because I feel like there's just so much coming out all the time in comics, you know, Marvel and, and DC and Image and know it just gets to be painful to keep up with because of how expensive comic books are now and you just can't keep up with it you and don't you have the time can't. to read them. you can't you don't have the time to read them yeah first of all you gotta find the time to get to the comic shop which i love mm-hmm. but then by the time i get there i also mm-hmm. now have this nagging feeling like dude i'm supposed to be doing something else mm-hmm. like i like that's a dad issue in itself and i think it's part of the fatigue is like dude if i'm doing this thing i love <laughs> That means the people I love are, like, not with me. And, right. You know, so that's the thing that goes back. But I don't know, man. 
I don't know. I, th- I think it's real. I think we've pinpointed why we're not building to the right things, and there's ju- there is just too much of it. We just have to see what happens at yeah. this point. I think though, if we get, if MCU finally just drops Blade, like mm-hmm. if Blade comes out, I think that'll be a strong contender to kind of reignite the spark. Yeah, because Blade will be different enough that you'll be like, "Ooh, this is like a whole new take that we we can get into, like a different area." And then they could tie him in with Moon Knight and then form the Midnight Suns and have all this fun. Yep. Um, I think Ghost Rider, I think, needs a revamp from the, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. era. <laughs> I think they could work with that. They bring Nick Cage back as Ghost Rider. <laughs> they should bring him back as Mephisto. That, that would be that would be good. Having That'd seen his Dracula, that would be fantastic. <laughs> um, I would watch that. Yes. Nick, Nick Cage should be Mephisto. Uh <laughs> And then, oh, remember, do you remember how, how hard we were all looking for Mephisto to show up mm-hmm. in WandaVision? Mm-hmm. And he never did? Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. He could show up. He could yeah. show up in Midnight Suns. That'd be great. Yeah, he could. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, and all that is to say I'm not excited for more, like, superhero content because it's me. If you want to give me another Batman, I'm going to watch it. Right. If you want to give me another Superman, I will watch it. Always excited. Um, if you want to give me another Shazam, I'll catch you on streaming. I'm going to be real with you. Yeah. Uh, if you want to give me a Black Adam, I'll catch you on streaming. Even though Dr. Fate was dope. like Dr. Fate was cool in that Black Adam movie. I think he was the most fascinating, coolest thing on that movie. Hmm. Did you ever see Black Adam? I didn't. Oh. I'm going to have to catch that, actually. Yeah. It's actually, on Max, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good. Like it It's week. it's entertaining, but um, it felt... It really gave me these like strong superhero the mummy vibes, you know. Yeah, you know, Scorpion King. Yeah, yeah. like I just felt I was like, why do I feel this way about this movie? And I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. Scorpion King. Smell what the Rock is cooking. Mmm, eyebrow raised. Yes, indeed. Uh, <laughs> you should watch it though. That movie is like, and especially when you see Doctor Fate, you're, you're just gonna like this dude's cool. I'll check that out. Also, they made Hawkman pretty cool in that movie. They, the actor that plays Carter Hall is pretty good like he kind of nails his brash impulsiveness and he like doesn't stop kicking ass like he, <laughs> he's like a dc wolverine nice. for real in that movie it's nice. pretty cool okay even cool. going up somebody like black adam like he does well uh shazam fury of the gods did you check that out no yeah because yeah exactly neither did anybody else though yeah i watched it <laughs> on max yeah i mean it, again you know, it's like, you know, the movie Onward mm-hmm. on Disney. Yeah. You know how the, the curse comes loose at the end? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, and then all of a sudden there's this big dragon. It's like, same, same, bro. Same exact deal. It's like, same. I was same like, wait a minute. <laughs> I've seen this somewhere where it was done better. They're all reading out of the same trope catalog. For it's I like, mean, oh, there's only so that. many stories to tell. I get it. I get it. <laughs> right. I understand. I do understand. But, um, yeah, it's like, so all this stuff's coming out. Aquaman 2, again. I don't, I don't, why? Why am I going to see it? I watched the trailer. It, I like Jason Momoa. I'm a fan of Jason Momoa, but I just don't, I don't know. You're like, I don't care. Yeah. like That's I, the problem. Yeah. You're like, I don't care. Even, what's the next Marvel thing coming out? If something's coming out soon. Yeah. It's a movie, and I can't even tell you what it is. I, well, that's the problem. The only movie I know of this year. Is Wolverine this year, or is it next year? I think Deadpool 3 is next year. 
No, wait a minute. Deadpool 3 might be the only... I think it's this year. And I think it's the only, like, real serious, like... Release. Yeah. Like, I don't think they've got much coming. Well, that's okay, because... I mean, with the strike and stuff that happened, all that, whatever. Yeah. I mean, that plays pretty big into it, that too. That might actually benefit the product. Yeah, slow down. Too. Give, give people some stuff to catch up with. Give people time to digest and things like that. Give it. Give people time for it to feel fresh again. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing, because... And then recapture the generation. Right. Right, yeah. Come up with something to, you know, to recapture the minds and uh, and stuff like that. And I think that'll make... A big difference. So yeah. agreed. So I think we got it though. I think so. Yeah, very think good, so. man. Very good. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you guys have some hot takes about it or want to let us know, hit us up. Let me know. You guys want our opinions. Yeah. Send a you know, send us a message or something. We'll we'll happily uh take user submissions on opinions. Opinions. For sure. We get opinionated. Let's do oh, it. Oh, absolutely. All right. So let's move on then. We will do uh we'll do our Patreon shout out. Which, of course, you know what? Let's just rock it right now, man. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's get it. Let's, let's get it. Because I always love talking about Keith. He's the man. It's It's been a while since I've sung the praises of the man, Keith The Jefferson. OG. The OG. The original. The genuine article. The man who is still here. The man. Our very first Patreon subscriber and our still Patreon subscriber. And he is rocking at that producer level. Mm-hmm. So he gets mentioned every episode. We love you, Keith. We love you, man. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. So much you don't even know, but you have definitely earned this. All right. Well, normally this is the part of the episode where I would tell you that we're going to finish up some beers, uh, but uh, we won't. I finished a water. Metaphorical beers. Yeah, Metaphorical. I finished a water too. I've had enough good. beers to make up for like 100 episodes of not drinking. That'll yeah. be okay. I mean, don't worry. I'll, I'll do it again. But yeah, yeah, we'll we'll have our times. You know, there will be more after hour shows. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. So listen, as we finish uh, this episode, we thank all of you for listening. And please remember, no matter what platform you're listening to us on, leave a like, rate, a review, and share. Definitely. Uh, you can check us out over on Patreon.com/slash/GalacticDads for bonus content and episodes and merch opportunities. Uh, and we've got more stuff coming that way. Um, you know what? That's it. That's, that's it. I'm it. happy. That's it. Re- that's it. That's 103 yep. in the bag, baby. Be happy. It's in the that's bag. That's it. It's time to go out. So anyway, thank you guys for listening. And until next episode, keep on doing the dad thing. Cheers. We out.